0: good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you are well i hope all is good in your world i hope everything is fine um today is the 20th of august i believe it is forgive me if i'm a little bit out of it anyways but yeah uh, today is 20th of august i am recording from lagos nigeria it's a you know, saturday morning i can hear the birds chipping in the trees um, I live in the city, by the way, but I have, we have trees. It's a, well, I won't call it a wooded area, but it's a green slash concrete area. So we do have trees, and I can hear the birds chirping, which is always very nice in the morning. I think every, everybody should have a little bit of nature around them. I, I'm not that kind of person who would want to live in an area where you don't have trees. I, I, I like that sound of, you know, crickets, birds in the morning. I like the sound of the city as well. I like to hear the, the cars from far away. Not like, you know, vroom in front of my house. No, I don't like that. But I like to hear the sounds of the city waking up. I also like to hear the sounds of nature waking up. So that, that sort of like people and and animals and life coming, to, you know, coming coming to wake every morning. I just like that because it's almost, it's almost like a promise of a new day. It makes you feel like no matter what happened the night before, the day before, you know, today is a, is, is a fresh take at life. And everybody waking up, the birds chirping in the morning you know, and welcoming the new day. The people going out with hope for whatever it is that that they bring. Just remind you that you have another opportunity today to just do something anew. Experience life anew. Experience God anew and just do new things. So I, I really like that. Those sounds sort of like they're part of my... <laughs> early morning sort of like inspirational mode for the morning so i'm hearing it as i'm recording so it's a very good feeling and um, i had the opportunity to spend about <laughs> two nights in a secluded place not by chance not by choice but um i came down with something that i hmm, well let's just say yeah i came down with something that hmm, let's just say i came down <laughs> you can imagine what i'm talking about anyways and um, yeah but to the glory of god i it wasn't serious and um Came out. Um, anyway, God is helping me through that. I'm fine and all that. So here yeah, I am recording. But then, as always happens when I have these moments of seclusion, which is sometimes as as I tell myself that why is it that I have to be the particular? There's something to be said about separating yourself from your house, from where you live and where you stay, and going somewhere to just hear God. I now understand why Jesus did it, and I I have to find a place because I'm I'm now finding out that. Whenever I have these moments when I have to go into, you know, either a hospital or whatever, that is when I am able to what you know let me just say maybe you no know, even be a hotel, you know, it, you know, but then I don't do because of I don't I don't do that often now because of the way the world is. But so in, in more recent times there's been more for, you know, reasons I would rather not have had it to be. But funny enough, when I get into those secluded because i'll be in a place secluded by myself usually i'm in secluded words words and uh, well, that's one of the advantages of living in the part of the world that i do and also being blessed as i well as an aside you know what i mean i i hardly stay in um, yeah crowded words so um for when i'm in those places i am then able to somehow i just start clarity spiritual clarity comes Even in the midst of what and I hear God speak. So that makes me realize that our daily lives, where where we live, has so much going on, it's almost impossible for you to have to for your head to be clear to hear God. Particularly when you're someone like me who a lot of things just revolves around you, you know, you're almost like the fulcrum at which the entire family, you know, yeah like you are you are very. Let's just say that you are critical <laughs> to the running of things. You know it's, and you don't know it, but for me, why I'm, I'm like, why is it? And it's physical separation. Once I am physically separated from that place, in a separate location, alone by myself, all of a sudden I'm. It's like I'm on a mountain. You you might as well have put me on Mount Sinai. I am hearing God. I'm, not that I don't hear Him when I'm at home. But I'm saying the kinds of things he tells me. He's not now t- just telling me things like "Oh this appointment you have tomorrow no He's st- I'm seeing things far ahead. He's going back into my past bringing out things. The illumination is, is so clear is unmistakable long-standing questions. You get I get clarity, clarity on what is going on, what I am supposed to do. Where I'm supposed to go, why it is important for me to obey, He explains it in detail. I'm beginning to realize this, and I and I and I've been saying this for a while. I will probably, at one stage in my life, need to schedule a time of separation, maybe a month. I I believe that there will be a time I may need to do it for a year, and separate myself from another location. And I trust God to create the opportunity for me to do so because I don't, it, it it should not be the way it's happening now. But I think it's happening that way because otherwise it will not happen. And God knows that I need to be in a situation when I need to hear Him. The last time something like this happened, I got direction for something that was so necessary that. When I look back now, I'm like, God, if I hadn't gone through that, I would never have realized that this was what I needed to do and the urgency of the time that was upon me. Anyway, that seems like a very serious digression, but I believe that the Holy Ghost has said what he wanted me to kick off this podcast with because what I wanted to talk to you about was really about one of the things that came to me. So God gave me about two or three, four titles of things to or he, let me just say two or three inspirational thoughts directional and instructional not even inspirational instructional thoughts their teachings and he, he, he used them to teach me certain things life truths and principles that I've already been aware of but to illuminate it in a new way concerning the some situations that I'm going through and I'm trying to manage and also what is ahead of me as a person as a child of God as His daughter regenerated and reconsecrated to a walk with him, what that would mean for me in this decade. And one of the things he said to me, in particular, in terms of the um, some of the challenges, some of some situations that I'm currently faced with and trying to resolve, which I've alluded to in some of my recent episodes, alluded is the word I use. And I, I, like I always say, if you're one of my Um, committed listeners god bless you and if you are new welcome on board here i always try not to talk too much in detail about the personal things that i'm going through because or that i'm referencing because i don't want people to get invested in the story in such a way that it distracts from the word of god because at the end of the day it's the principle that matters when you get the principle right or when we get the principle right god and we understand it we can then apply it you know regardless of the situation so it's not so much the details of oh how it happened to me and this was what happened and the you know the gymnastics of the story, but it's really about the principles underlying prin <coughs> excuse me underlying principles around faith, love, obedience or whatever it is that I would learn or underlying principles about the world, about sin, about the devil and all of that, um, and then how that then applies in different situations and then God will help each and every one of us make sense of it, and then you're not necessarily building a principle out of my experience but a principle based on the word of god of which my life or the experience that i shared is just one of several testimonies and iterations in which that principle can be manifested so when you apply that principle someone else applies that principle they apply it with the understanding that it will not manifest the same way it did for me it cannot because it's a different field It's a different. It's the same seed, but being sold in a being sown in a different heart, in a different place, at a different time for a different purpose, to grow a different species. So it cannot be the watering conditions, this, the planting, the sowing conditions are not the same. So definitely the fruit will not be the same. But if it's of God, it will still yield fruit, and on that land it will be profitable for the person using it. And I'm speaking figuratively here. So I guess I on i assume you know i'm talking about the fruits of life whatever it may be that areas of our life that we need god to handle so but today what i want to really talk about and these are all things like i said from these two um, hours of two days of clarity that i had been separated so my honest counsel to anybody listening is if you're a christian you're working with god and you plan to live a life of partnership with him at any point in time we all need to look for time when we actually take ourselves away from our living spaces and go to a place and have a retreat one or two days and, and spend that time because I just be alone and just do, you know, God has a way. I don't know, that's how it's been for me. And so far, it's not been something I've been able to do voluntarily. And maybe that's because I I am so, you know, you know, there's this guilt trip thing. You think you should need to be present, you know, as a mother, I've always been there, you know. So maybe that's part of what really has prevented me from doing of these things and I'm also very lazy about moving around generally I only do it when you know I'm forced to <laughs> so maybe I just I think I need to have a conversation with God differently on the side about being more like what jesus used to do this every day he would actually i kid you not he would leave them he was so he was so good at it it's like something we just and i guess it's because he was in tune with god very in tune so he would just separate himself and he, he wouldn't go and look for a hotel or anything he would just go to a mountain but what i'm now realizing is that he knew that if he did not do that he would have a spiritual breakdown it was a survival strategy and that's where i think I, you know, I need some work because I don't realize that I cannot continue to function the way that I do. So eventually, my body breaks down. I then have to go and do the the physical retreats. in the process. God then heals my soul. So the way I'm doing it is not sustainable for myself. But what is actually happening, and I'm just realizing this, I'm saying it now, is because I am being have a forced physical shutdown. Every This has happened quite a number of times over the last two years because I am not physically separating myself for the spiritual repair operation which Jesus used to turn himself in to do every day. And, you know, I think... I know some people, they talk about having prayer rooms in their houses and everything. I honestly wonder if you can have... I don't know how your house is built, but I can't think of any house... I also live in a. I live in a house that has a number of rooms, but there is no room, uh, as in the kind of space, mental space I get into when I'm in a, somewhere else, a different location where people don't know me. As in, I've said bye bye, they've gone. I don't even pray, as in all of a sudden it's like Holy Spirit just, as in, the, I'm not. I don't even need to fast. God just shows up, and He's speaking. But in your house, to get that space, ha. You are like, it happens though, but it's never the same. I don't know how to explain it. It's like the difference between going to, you know, you, you you attended a concert of the like the greatest philharmonic orchestra on the planet, and then you went to a four-string thing somewhere else. Both of them are music. But the experience of being in this massive theater with, you know, this maybe 1,000-man orchestra playing the most amazing, um, amazing it's just incomparable to what you had with that four string quartet which was all really very good in another you know part of town in one small church hall it's both music but the experience is different the clarity the inspiration the feeling what you take away from you the memorability the impact is completely different and in my case in this case since we're talking spiritual the insights clarity of insights long-standing situation things that you've questioned you are just clear so I came out of two nights, just two nights, with a strong sense of clarity. And what God does, he he so it's not just him he'll speak while I'm there. When I then come out, he then carries everything together. So just before getting to do this recording, he, sum, he'd with some he'd summarize everything, all the thoughts that I'd been bubbling, everything he'd been sharing with me. We're now writing it down. Exactly. That's why I said it's like a Mount Sinai example, because that's exactly what happened to moses and i see that that's what happens with even john the baptist they have all these experiences god just shows them things then after they've sort of like all that is like <laughs> everything is coagulating somewhere then they now write the writing hardly ever comes until after some people he may say write it and he speaks but hardly he shows you first so you see it with the eyes of your spirit man you hear it he also speaks he speaks he speaks he speaks and it's all there, there. And, after a while, and I believe that that documentation of writing is for us it's for me so that later on I can go back because he knows again you know you may forget but then you then he then goes back and then he then explains this is what he's saying so but by the time the writing starts you are completely as in it's now very clear the storyline is so neat it's so it almost looks like you prepared you just start you're just writing you never stop writing And you you can see the flow of the story and the narrative. So the interpretation of the images you've been receiving, of everything that has been said, the, the narrative flows. And I guess that's how the Bible was written as well. It just flows. It just flows. So anyways, so he said to me, and I'm going to read the scripture now that is going to be the title of this episode, even though we spent 15 minutes just talking about a preamble, but again, and I, my I, I prayer is that the Lord will send men and women from all over the globe, wherever they may be, those that He knows would need to um, listen to this word. this particular episode. He will send them, and that's what He does. Some days I just see some people downloading. I just see like dozens, hundreds of downloads, and I'm like, just one day, I, I have no idea where you know the downloads came from, who is who did this, or where. But God leads people here. We're not a big podcast but were' impactful into the few lives that we've been able to touch and i really thank god for this platform for this ministry the only thing i would say is if you have anyone that you think any podcast that speaks to any episode that speaks to you or that reminds you of someone i would say please just share it with that person because these words are very targeted they're very curated they're not for everyone but for dead but they're for the people that god has ordained it for so if you're going to be i mean if you're you're here. Please know that you know you were brought here. You know you didn't just stumble here, because we're not a podcast that anyone would easily find. So you're here because God wanted you to be here, and there is something He wants to birth in your life, which is why He brought you here. And He would also want to use you as a seed to bless someone else as well. So I trust God that He will give you, you know, He'll tell you what you need to do. But um, that that's just to encourage you and let you know that God is 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 on your case. His His heavily invested in your life as he is in mine as well so uh, i want to talk to so jesus said to me he said something he said be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove he reminded me of this scripture now this scripture is in recorded in all the gospels i think this was when he was um he called his 12 disciples yeah so this this is written in matthew chapter 10 so jesus reading from verse 1 i'm going to paraphrase and then i'll read the verse that i want to get to So from verse 1, it's written here that, um, so this is the account of Matthew, uh, one of the 12 disciples, and it says that Jesus called all 12 of them, and then he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, please just stop here. You see, there are certain things that I see now that I've started reading the Bible with my own eyes, as opposed to the eyes of other people, with the eyes that God has given each and every one of us. I wonder how we have deviated from... What is the scripture in the Bible? Now, let, full disclosure, I'm a, I'm an African woman, Nigerian by birth and everything. The only reason, I mean, why would I be a Christian if I'm not going to follow the scripture? Because the, the, the Bible or, you know, the, the uh, oh, I, I don't understand. The only basis for my being a Christian is the Bible. There's no other basis because I'm not an ethnic Jew. So the only authority that i should bow my life to that i should make give infallibility to is the authority of the word of god as contained in the bible that's the only basis so anything that anyone tells me to do or that that is contrary to what is written in the bible clearly clearly contrary particularly the new testament which is the part that i have received in christ i am not an old testament believer because i'm not an ethnic jew that would be suspicious So I see here, Jesus gave his 12 disciples power against um, um, unclean spirits, cast them out, heal all manner of sickness. In Mark 16, we see Jesus says he is given power, that everybody that believes on his name, they will cast out demons. In fact, casting out demons is the first thing. So the Bible Christian model is that every Christian, as they receive Christ, they receive the power over the devil over sickness over disease and to cast it out in the lives of others i'm not talking of ministering it upon yourself because that's a different thing that one is now about your faith but to cast it out of i mean say, um, to, to lay hands on the sick of course even laying hands on the sick it's all by the holy spirit faith also has to come in but it's different from when you are applying faith from yourself and i can't explain that a little bit more i guess there may be another music but there's a big difference between being used as a vessel and you've been blessed by yourself. It's, yeah, it's, I don't know why it's that way. But it is that way. It's, it's just like a doctor. Who can you know, be used to save somebody else's life. But if he is ill. He may need somebody else to do it for him. He may be able to help himself too with his medical. But he may not also be. But it doesn't mean that because he can help others. He or she will be able to help themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's just two different things. That's it um, by the side. But what I'm trying to say here is that. And this is another digression. That I am... Going to start taking the Bible more literally in the areas where it is clearly literal. The power to stand against the forces of darkness is given to every believer. It's not meant for only the people who stand in front of the pulpit to speak to others. God democratized that power, and the reason He did it is because He knew that the world is too big for the salvation of men to be left to only a few. So if Jesus who came with all of the power from heaven and from the highest of the highest needed to send out 12. In fact, later he called 70. So 12 plus 70, Jesus actually commissioned um, 87 people to go out and spread the gospel while he was alive so that he could see and show and correct them. He couldn't do it alone. Even with his miracles, 5,000, Jesus, the son of God, but he did it because he knew that each one needs to reach one. And which is why he told everybody, he said, Disciple, so as you are teaching, you raise another soldier. Soldier raising soldier. Everybody with the ability to go, to preach, to teach, to cast out devils, to lay hands, to minister unto the sick. Every believer, not only the leaders, not only the apostles, not only the teachers, not only the overseers, every believer is that what we're doing today no it is not it's so what we're doing is currently against scripture it's not only for the people in missions it's not only for the people in outreach it's not only for the people who are in ministerial training every believer that's what mark 16 16 says this is another aside and i'm realizing now that this podcast is going to become very long so what i'm going to do is i'm going to end this one here and i think what i'll call this one now is i'll probably give this a different name i'll decide what it's going to be and then i'm going to start another episode talking about being um, wise as a serpent or maybe i break it into two episodes and then you then decide which one you're going to listen to so yeah so i'll stop this here thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day but yes the wise as a serpent episode will keep will will be posted after this so you can also listen to that as well but just breaking this up so that you don't have just a long monologue. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.